There's trouble brewing out in front of the saloon. Hey, they're gonna fight me, Jill. Look at them. They're about to draw. I fired point blank. Watch this. Welcome to Crappy Anime Showdown! Ooh, hi, I'm your referee, host, and leader, Mike. Oh God! Uh, you're, you're today, <laughs> today I'm joined by the man who inspired the hit new show, Professor Dext, a show about a wheelchair-bound serial killer, JW. Hi, Jay. Welcome. I wheel and I kill. Ah, and by a government official out to plant illegal weapons in your car while pretending to be doing good for society, Ethan. Hi, Ethan. Wait, that was like actually what I did. <laughs> oh. I, I never told anyone that. How the oh. fuck did you know that? Oh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> Emmanuel told me. <laughs> Emmanuel. <laughs> anyway, uh, in case you're new to this podcast, uh, it's dedicated to pitting garbage anime against each other. Uh, to see which is the most deplorable while still entertaining enough to watch. Today, we have two wonderful animes. And the people that will be defending them are also equally wonderful. Oh, so Ethan, off. he will be defending Magatsu Warheit Zerst, or something like that. I don't, Warheit. I don't, know, what, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's you say fine. W like a V with German. Okay, really Warheit Zerst. Okay, anyway, <laughs> going up against JW, who will be defending... Talentless Nana. As always, I hope you brought your A game. And uh, before we get into it, uh, you, how was your viewing experiences, gentlemen? Do you enjoy it overall? Yeah, pretty good. I did. I did too. Did. I it was a great week. This has been. This was one. This is what I live for. See, this is this, what I thought this was about. It might take me a while to pick the the right anime at the uh, during our like pickathon, but yeah. both of these are mine, and they're both pretty stellar. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, well, I think Listen, I'm I'm gonna come in and say that I kind of helped uh, ease you into Talentless Nana. There, I kind of oh, yeah, read the description. I kind of helped out. It was Definitely an still your marriage. pick, but I'm just saying it was kind of like a manager's call. Yeah, this is uh, sort of like yeah, how Maga I walk Magatsu in. is a hundred percent yours. So, uh, and an eighth seed. So, I, I guess we'll see which one is what. Um, so well, we already know which one. I, I can tell you the names again if you not, want. No, I mean, which one's like what is... Uh, which Are you is sure you don't need the names again? No. <laughs> Shut up. What I need you to do, Ethan, is give me a brief summary of the first three episodes of Magatsu Varheit Zerst. Please and thank you. Okay, so first off, this is based off of an MMO game. and when Oh, I wow, win- you don't say... Well, wow, good. Are you sure? I thought it was just like a phone game. Yeah, I thought it was just a mobile game. So it is a mobile MMO. Oh, good. Well, the, the, the best kind. <laughs> Covering yeah. all their bases. <laughs> so, yeah, it's an MMO mobile game. And um, I, like, hit the wiki real quick because I, I sort of had this feeling about the show. And uh, I was I was kind of thinking, this feels like it might be kind of a political thriller, which feels like a lot for an MMO. I get the feeling they're taking, like, you know, liberties with this. So I hit the wiki real quick. It did nothing to help me at all. There is <laughs> yeah. literally like no, no it's description. Empty. Of this it's game. just empty. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Like it probably isn't the case if you went to like wherever it was. I assume it's actually I don't know Japanese or Korean or something. I, I guess I don't know. But so like I assume that version of Wikipedia would actually have you know real entries. But I had I got nothing. So anyway, this is. It is like basically so far the story of a squad of empire troops hunting down a bunch of smugglers. And 
it has a pretty okay setup. Actually, it has a, it has like a decent setup where the newest member of the squad, like the Imperial Cool Empirical? <laughs> That's not it. That ain't it. What, what, what am I looking for? Imperial. There it is. Yeah. Imperial. <laughs> well, Imperial squad. They are empirically a squad, just to be clear. But I have made I, the observation <laughs> and I am deducing that you have illegal weaponry, sir. So, Fucking yeah. empirical. <laughs> All right. So, eh, okay. Okay. So, the, the news member of the squad, for, because he's plucky in an MC and some, you know, bullshit like that. He decides to help out this random trucker he sees load stuff onto the back of his truck right. before he takes it. Well, out. I'm going to give you their names because they're the main characters. Everybody hey, else's names I don't care. So the the plucky new recruit is named Leo Cadio. So he's know. Leo. Yeah, he's Leo. And then it's Inu Mail. I N U. It's Emmanuel. But it's Inu Mail. I don't. Okay, well he's Emmanuel now. Emmanuel with dyslexia. Yeah, I guess. So yeah, you um, leave him alone. He's he's doing his best. He didn't want to go spend all his money gambling again. So he's a good oh, guy. Oh man, well, Tom man, get this sheep man. What? Okay. Anyway, so Emmanuel's the truck driver, <laughs> and I I have no idea what that joke was. That was a French. That's a French <laughs> name. What the hell, Manuel? Yeah, well, yeah. All right. Get, get yeah. Ethan. Ethan. My, my bad. I'm just. That was my overly. <laughs> Stereotypical French accent. All right. Well, I guess I'm wrong. So yeah. anyway, Manuel is uh, Manuel. that one. That, that was one. wrong. That was more that, like that was bad. <laughs> That's, that was. So he's loading up the truck, and then uh, Leo shows up and offers to help him. Leo's on his on his way to his first job or first day on the job in the squad, and he happens to be rolling on by. Helps out this dude putting boxes under the truck, and he notices a couple of packages on the on the ground outside of the truck. Where he's like, "These look like they should be on the truck." First off, this kid's like a prick. Like he just <laughs> assumes. Like he's actually not like overall. They're not trying to paint him that way. But like, if you're helping someone, do what you're fucking told. Yeah, yeah that, that was pretty. Well, that's kind of a dick move, no matter what. Like he had he no idea. He was just like pack. It literally was like it panned to the packages. It panned to the truck. It panned to him. Painted the yeah. package, just painted the truck. He's like, I know how to put this equation together. He was wrong, absolutely wrong. Yeah, he was shows like the fucking hamsters wrong. running in his brain. And he's just processing. <laughs> Imagine if it was like it was truck. somebody, it was somebody's heart that you know got was getting delivered and it needed to get on a specific yeah. truck. And he's like, eh, I'll just put it on this truck instead. They all go to the yeah. same place, right? Yeah. Are you gonna read the shipping <laughs> manifest? Are you gonna read anything? No. Package going truck. What about the whole warehouse, asshole? Leo. There's a whole warehouse of packages. You gonna load them all? <laughs> well, that would have been a good gag if 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 in Emmanuel showed up at the station and the guy over the guard opens the back door and packages just flood out. <laughs> you killed a guard. It's oh, like anyway. uh, it's like uh, that uh that scene in the Martian where they load the the wrong kind of stuff onto the the spaceship as it's taking off and then the whole spaceship fucking explodes. <laughs> and like he's like just driving down the road, Manuel's having a good French time, and then he just fucking flies off the road down a cliff, you know. And he's like, yeah. oh, this wouldn't have happened if we only put what was in the manifest on there. I was overloaded. Jeez. I tipped over. So All if right. it's not clear yet, he loads the wrong packages on, and Leo didn't. Leo was nowhere around. It was explicitly because of. Uh, oh no, no, sorry. Leo did. Manuel didn't. Manuel, the driver, was not around to like stop it. No. So 
Leo fucks off and then the driver takes off down the road and you cut to a new group of people. It's the smugglers and the smugglers are like, well, fuck where are the packages like we're supposed to pick them up. They're supposed to be here. And they quickly find out that it's on the wrong truck. And by the wrong truck, I mean any truck at all because it was supposed to still be in the warehouse. Yeah. Um, so then you cut back to um, MC Leo is talking to his best friend slash brother. I originally thought brother, but I guess no, not. Yeah, it's childhood friend that like took care of him. I don't know. They the just whole... call each other Aniki. Yeah, it's kind of a it's brotherly, fine. Whatever. Brother in arms kind of deal. There, there's clearly some kind of like relationship between them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I'm really hip with real. the Japanese lingo. If you didn't know, you just ask me anything. You know, you're making fun of yourself, but like I when you guys are like, Hey, did you notice how like they said his name and how it was weird? My answer is no, no, (laughs) (laughs) not at all. Maybe we know a little bit why that is. Uh Yeah. Maybe we know a little bit of why. Maybe we know why you don't always get all the nitty little details. Uh, Maybe we know why you don't catch on the little things. Maybe Uh it's just little. Hey, all right. I think 50% less of them. (laughs) But in the same amount of time. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Hey, for what it's worth, fuck you, because I know the plot way better than you do. I like those little, like, pronunciations. Yeah, but if I watched it at 1.5 speed, I could know even less. (laughs) Yes? That's probably not fair. (laughs) Okay, so anyway... Wait, what? Hold on. So you're angry at me that I know more than you and I'm doing it twice as fast as you. Is that what I'm doing? 50% 50 faster faster there, Bubby. Yeah, all right, all right. Okay, cool. Some of us aren't too good for shit. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Some of us take this seriously. We digest it in the proper amounts. We're not supplementing. (laughs) Actually, I'm not supplementing either. I want this man fucking tested. <laughs> Performance enhancing technology. Oh <laughs> just my YouTube. Gosh. I'm just dosing my YouTube. Yeah, you gotta. Oh stop man. Him. Between Anyways. what's in grad school, being able to set like a uh, speed timer or not speed, like speed up abilities on my videos. Oh man, it's the best. <laughs> You're the worst. Anyway, uh, continue. Okay, so all right, so his best friend guy. They're they're on the way to like the the the, the like squad meetup place. It's like a castle, and this I, I want to point this out because it like it doesn't come back directly, but it, it comes back overall. Leo's like, hey, how's like you know you know the officer like you know the head of the squad like you know is he like an asshole or what's going on? Which like this is a normal thing to ask as someone that was yeah. in the military. Like this is very normal. I have no problem with it, but like he's the big brother coon is like, yeah, I mean he's pretty good and the way he says it it makes it seem like this guy's just gonna be a prick but then like big brother coon's like yeah don't don't worry about it like he takes care of us like it's not a big deal you'll see what i mean we never really see what he means like he's this guy is like i think he's just an asshole the whole way through i, I thought he just had like bad ptsd yeah no what, what i what i got out of that pretty quick aside is that so he's very you know he's very with it and he takes care of his own but he does things in like kind of a an anti-hero kind of way. Like Wait, yes, you're gonna talk about later on. Yeah. I think is that a- that he takes care of his own, yes. But in order to get what he wants, he'll stop at nothing kind of deal. And as long as you follow him, you're okay. But if you were to, I don't know, maybe stand against him, maybe later down the line, that'd be bad. And it it kind of shows that dichotomy between Leo Cadio yeah. 
and and this guy like as in the first three episodes. So I think that's what they were trying to get at. Is he's like well, he's a psychopath, but he's not going to do anything to you. He's just going to expect you to follow well, his yeah, order yeah. to a T, no I, matter what. I took it as he does his job really, really well, and he actually doesn't give a fuck for any of the people that he works with. I can see that. Like, like he's the kind of person who just loves killing and has com- become completely desensitized to it. So, like, he's they're just driving down the road. He doesn't talk to any of them. Like, he's nobody's friend. And then they'll be like, hey, combat yeah. on the first day. Wow. I wish I had more combat. I guess, I guess and then maybe... he steps outside and he just starts fucking eviscerating people while he, like, smiles weirdly. And everyone else is dying. Like, several people in his unit die. Yeah. And he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't. Yeah, no, do I guess. I guess. Them. I guess. I guess. I'm kind of misconstruing his. So the dichotomy between him and and Leo is that like he's using his his um, psychotic nature and kind of like imprinting it upon Leo. Like, and I, I don't want to spoil anything in the next two episodes, but basically, an event happens, and then he brings it up many times, like while Leo's in the room, to kind of persuade him to to do things his way, if you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I think it's not necessary. I think it's really just down to that. That character exists as an example of like what a good soldier is in a negative way. Okay. In the sense that the reason that he has his rank is because he does his job very well. Doing his job very well re- basically requires him to be completely emotionally disconnected as a human. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, when I, he's I, telling I, him to do that, He's not doing it out of like some kind of love or support. Yeah, he's just okay. trying to make sure that that like he understands that this is how it's supposed to be. Okay, I'll bite. And, and I think I think the fact is is that he has that position and will keep that position, and no one will dare like try to report him because that is what they want. They want people like that. Right. Yeah. That I think that's a good take. Um, okay. So anyway, uh, it's like it's very nuanced and it's an interesting character and it's like it's brought up in this interesting way and it's put into an interesting context. Oh, where it's like you he's still a completely hateable person and he's a bad yes. person, but there's more to it than that. He's not just cacklingly evil like stepping on kitties for fun. Yeah. No, I I think that he's um he's kind of like a prototypical loyalist, right? Yeah, yeah. Like uh you know, he's he's willing to do pretty much whatever it takes to make sure that the quote status quo is maintained and, and maybe even worse than that in the sense that I get the feeling that he doesn't even really care about any higher cause either. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Like, like he's, he, not... he's literally only there because he gets to kill and regardless of how he started, that's what he is now. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, yeah. Okay. I agree with that. Okay. Like, like, like I think if you brought him down, like all of his higher ups would be like, uh, he's great, but you know, keep him away from the cameras. Because everyone will be able to tell that he's fucking creepy, but they're just like, okay, fine. This is what that looks like. Just, just don't, don't look at me. Yeah, I, I think that there's like a a niche that he fills, even in like our world where he is the person that is exceedingly competent, um, and is like willing to do what needs to be done, um, to yeah. kind of like see the vision that he has, and right. maybe that vision is just fucking murder, you know. Right. I mean, he's he's a low level like infantry grunt. He's like a yes. squad leader, but he's not like he's not making big decisions. Other people are telling him what to do and where to go. So he's not like some genius mastermind tactician, and he's not supposed to be. Right. No, yeah. I, I actually like that he isn't. No, exactly, and, that, and that's yeah. that's correct because like that's 
that's what that can look like is that like you're in a squad with people and not saying that like everybody who's in the military is like this because obviously 99 percent of them aren't but like there are people who get very very emotionally damaged by war and one of the ways that people cope with that is by just being the good soldier and just doing whatever needs to happen where it needs to happen is not their decision it's someone else's so if they're like hey go in and clear out all the baddies he goes and he just shoots everything that moves he just doesn't really care this guy i think maybe is a little bit darker in the sense that he seems to enjoy it but yeah i mean he uh, says one line where i think he hints at that where he's like well, and uh, he smiles a lot he does that too, but like the one line that I'm thinking of is where he's like no good lawbreaker or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's pretty direct in saying like no 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 no. Like even okay, even if he doesn't believe in the world that he's helping to form or maintaining, he still believes in it enough to bother opening his mouth. Um which I do I think says something about him, but Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's it's nuanced. It's not quite that he's just a murdering psychopath because he obviously functions in his role. Yeah, right. agreed. And, but at the same time, he's not just the kind of guy who's like, I believe in the cause and I've just lost my way and I'm willing to kill for it because he doesn't seem to care about a cause in any capacity. And when he says stuff like there's no good lawbreaker, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like he's trying to quote any kind of, just cause or like legislator or yeah. legislation it just sounds like he's like somebody points me in a direction and everything in front of me dies so obviously i can't think of anyone who breaks the law in any capacity as human because that's what lets me do what i want to do i met someone like that recently yeah i mean i think we've all met someone like that at least once yeah so yeah. anyway we can get back to it um, <laughs> dark. <laughs> yeah, you know, back you to the look, lightheartedness. You, you Hopefully, do you're not in the military. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, actually, uh, with, without going too far into it, he told me that I was wrong for having a like a law of armed conflict. Uh, wow, law of armed <laughs> combat uh, or conflict. I actually don't remember exactly how it goes. But Whatever. when I was in the military, I was trained to know who to shoot and when to shoot them. That was like a, a crazy idea. Big part of it. And uh, that was wrong because yeah, anytime someone's a criminal, you need to murder them. And I was like, yeah, for all oh. those anime people here, uh, for all two of them, because we, we got two. Hey, viewers now, first right? of all, first of all, we have seven listeners. I want to pull that out. Jesus. Seven. Anyway, so shut for, your all, mouth. for all three of you who don't make the podcast. <laughs> um, uh, no, no, no. Their accounts. Okay, all right, three. Anyway, for all of you who uh, are listening, <laughs> there's something you need to understand about the military, and it's that in any situation where you might ever harm a person, you spend a whole lot of fucking time asking for permission. Yeah, that, that's not something they they want to they like glorify in movies or anything like that. And like seriously, no, you ask for permission a lot. You you'll just sit there and you'll watch guys just walk around for sometimes hours. Yeah. While you desperately try to figure out whether or not you're allowed to shoot them. Shit happens. Shit that's, happens. that's war. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> All right, yeah. Now that now we're, we're uh, really into the war conversation. Yeah. Hey, no. Oh. This, this is this is a decent anime that actually seems like it wants to talk about war. So, I agree. I do agree. And I I okay, I want to push through the synopsis cuz I do really want to talk about this. This oh, is yeah. not what you, you don't have to do that. It's okay. No, we're like I'm going to make it real quick. So, basically <laughs> 
the smugglers feel bad about the trucker getting um oh we didn't cover that the trucker (laughs) the trucker gets found out to have weapons in the back of his truck because like clearly the boxes there for the the smugglers were going to be full of things that were needing to be smuggled. And my so, my, fav- my favorite part of the first episode is this Ethan is he gets jailed as as you just said and then the guy in the jail was like listen even if the, even if it's false you're probably going to die or get a life sentence sorry bud and then just walks away. I was yeah. like oh god they really hate uh, having well, weapons. He, that that's another good little thing where it's like no he doesn't even hate them. He's just He's just a cog and he just doesn't give a shit. Like the man knows that the judicial system that he lives under doesn't really well, no, give I, a shit about. I think this was innocence. a different guy, which I think is even no, better. No, no, I know it's a different yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. It's a different yeah. guy. It's just it is not the same guy. It's just another guy who's different than psychopath. Man. Yeah. Different, like, he's just like, killing. Hey, this is how it is. Yeah. He's Sorry, just a jailer. But... He's got a job. All he does <laughs> is hold you there, but he also understands the system and he knows that the system doesn't give a shit about him or the guy in jail. Yeah. Okay. So when he's like, hey, what are you going to do about it? He's just like, honestly, dude, no one's going to do anything. They're just going to execute you. Yep. Because oh. it's easier than figuring out what happened. Yeah. Yep. Ugh. Anyway, oh, anyway. Sorry. <clears throat> he gets thrown into a jail cell. Cut to the smugglers. They feel bad because they heard that this dude got thrown into a jail cell. They're like, okay, clearly, you know, he got caught with our weapons. So they want to go bust him out. Fast forward to, they managed to bust him out of prison. They, you know, uh, they start trying to get out of the city, <clears throat> but the city goes on lockdown. Um, or no, actually, that doesn't happen first. Sorry. So they make it out of the city uh, to these these vans, and they're in this like canyon. And um, now the squad, um, full of Leo plus like you know his big bro and the squad leader and stuff like that, are all in hot pursuit. <clears throat> um. So while they're, you know, tasking after the smugglers, they find them in the canyon. And, you know, this is where, you know, you have the uh, the squad leader go, OK, it's you know, you're you get combat on your first day. How exciting. Yeah. Killing time. Yeah, let's he let's do the thing the I on his sword. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> By the way, I, I enjoy I don't know why I kind of enjoy that they have these like weird looking guns. Oh, dude, the entire I, weapon. Right. I want to talk about that. Let's, just, let's just talk about uh, that later. Because yeah, yeah, we'll that's hold that later. Be a whole thing. Uh, yeah, that's I know that thing. you guys don't want that one. So. Oh my god. Anyway, um, so there's a there's a fight between the rebels or the, the smugglers. They're not rebels between the smugglers and hey, the uh, rebels is fine. They're rebel. They're not rebels yet. You know it's coming. But they're um, rebellious. They, yeah, uh, the rebellious smugglers. I would I would say that maybe they are rebels painted as smugglers, kind of like. Han Solo, except they're actually rebels, whereas he was just a smuggler kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, I, I think mean, like, they the clearly they clearly are smuggling for like yeah, and, that, it, like, and it, that's their job. They care about something way deeper than smuggling. Yeah, because they I, show in the later episodes they're like, yeah, we also like deal with monsters and stuff, which is a whole other yeah. part of this world. But like, so it's clear they have other motives other than just smuggling. But it's setting them up to be you know later down the line more deep. That that's just the money maker. Yeah. Yes, money maker money. slash gun getter <laughs> so the fight happens um a couple of people die um the the truck driver manuel um puts a knife in the back of big brother and big brother coon is dead um which was which was surprising for his character because he was all like scared and didn't want to be up in this whole fight and then he sees one of the girls that broke him out of prison and um and just goes and stabs that dude that's about to kill her just stabs him right in the back yeah, the way they the- 
the way they it's, paint it yeah. felt trite, but I actually think that it is the correct thing for the character to have done. Like it felt uh, very anime yeah. the way they showed it, but like this character has now been told by two different parties that if he had stayed behind, they just would have fucking killed him. Because yeah. the smugglers told him that, as well as the guard guy told him that. Yeah, everybody's basically told him, hey, if you stay here, you're going to die. It, exactly. It's not too trite because it wasn't overly heroic. And I think they did a, they, I think they were trying to downplay the heroism of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think yeah. there's a version of that where he like goes righteous Super Saiyan. He yeah. just like roundhouse kicks that guy into the stone yeah. wall. No, instead he just it's walks like, behind him and stabs him. Yeah, he literally just stabs him in the back because that yeah. was his and, opening. Yeah, he doesn't do a lot. It didn't require any skill. He's still kind of freaked out about it. Yeah. But he doesn't like... It's something that wears it's on fine. him, but he doesn't go like full Simone and have a mental fucking breakdown and cry for three episodes. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm fine. fine. I'm not yeah. angry about it. I think there's, I think there's a better version of this. I think the other problem is that that moment gets washed out by the absolute anime ness of the fight scene. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't, very anime. <laughs> total dissonance right there. The second, the second they're all like, because like everything up till now has been so gritty, yeah. So really going for like a rather low fantasy kind of deal. And it's something I'm really excited. Everybody's parrying bullets out of the air <laughs> and shooting magic beams, and the sword shoots lasers. It's like, oh god, what is happening? Somebody hit the brakes. This guy stabbing a guy with a knife, he should have been like, what do you mean? Like his head whirls around 180 degrees. My nanomachines keep me safe, son. <laughs> and then he kicks him into the moon. It wouldn't have felt out of place. That sounds like a pretty good... I, you I, know, about I, two minutes ago when we said we were going to talk about the weapons later, I didn't realize <laughs> later was like Sorry, so strong. I got a bit of a rundown there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that shit that I said, that ain't even, that ain't even the half of it. No, it's not. No, I know. Uh, so um, the rebels eventually get away because who cares? Um, they make it to this city where they meet up with some other rebel type people. Um, they're looking for like a way to absconce and like get to the actual destination they were supposed to be going to. It was in this forest. This whole second episode is basically them trying to make it out of the city because the city gets put on lockdown. Yep. And um, oh, let's see here. What all really happens? Some two of the smugglers get like split off. They dress up as like army dudes. Um, there's a lot of well, there's a lot of off-screen torture of rebels that are caught. Um, yeah. There's some world building that is actually not that horrible um, at the beginning of the episode. Where um, first off, they've got frittata and it looks fucking great. Um, yes. Second off, the of all the budget <laughs> had to have the frittata. Into that frittata. The girls um, like giving them this frittata has like some kind of disease where it looks like there's lightning on our skin. And by oh, lightning like called cold fire or something. It came from cold fire. I don't think it's oh, called. Yeah. Cold fire. Okay, gotcha. um, okay. The cold fire thing. I don't really hate because I think it's actually a reference to just lightning in general. Um, it, it's a it's it, it goes with their kind of setting. It's it's very alchemical. It's very, yeah, okay yeah, it's very 1890s kind of deal. It's very grayscaley, you know, from like game. I, I won't call things. it steampunk or diesel punk because this show is better than those labels. Um, well, those it's definitely labels. not steampunk. It's... Well, no, exactly. But like, it's 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 that kind of idea where you're taking a very very old technological culture 
Yep. Like in this case, like the mid eighteen hundreds, or uh, I guess I guess you could honestly maybe go as far as like World War One, with like a yeah. 1919 or nineteen fifteen, and then you're basically saying, what if this aesthetic stuck around, and we kind of went a little ham on some of the occultist things, you know? Because like there's 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 magic, but it doesn't really seem like it's magic. There's this like alchemical stuff where it's just in that like industrial era where a lot of man-made chemicals were like magic, you know, stuff like that. Like, oh, mustard gas. It's like got a really fancy name and it sounds like a, a wizard's, a witch's brew kind of thing. Yeah. So it, it's, a, it's a very unique aesthetic. It yep. definitely deserves recognition for that because it does not fit neatly into any trite label. I, I don't know how to describe it in one simple, neat word, which means they put a lot of work into making it original and making it work as an idea. You know, nothing looks out of place. It all kind of just makes sense. Uh, I actually disagree with that. I think there's one well, thing that's out of place. there's about... a couple of things that's out of place. Yeah. It's the shields and the swords, I know. <laughs> I mean, well, actually, the biggest thing for me is just literally the, the like, the dinosaur monsters that show up occasionally. Really? Those yeah, I don't really... That pull you out of it? I mean, I, I just took that in stride with the old, like, you know, the early days of industrialization with man-made shit being horrible. You know, like, it's, it's basically the same as Cold Fire. It's this horrible, like, mutated monstrosity. I don't know. I think, well, all right, you know, I'll hold my breath on it. Like, it's, okay. it, it felt weird, but I, I, I'm being nitpicky. I agree with pretty much everything. I think they were too colorful. Yeah, I bit. guess that's kind of what I'm getting. Because they were like this bright baby blue dinosaur. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's a little too Disney. Right. They probably should have been like a, a slightly more ugly. Right. These things are a little too cutesy. But the could, the monster in the epi- in the third episode was was good. Yeah, oh yeah, that thing I liked. Um yeah. okay, back on schedule. So they're trying to get out of the city. Some stuff and things happen. Um uh the mother of the girl gets caught at one point in time she gets tortured a little bit it's not that bad um yeah. they they blow up I, a uh i, I thought they might have been like holding back on that a little bit you know what i mean like uh, we want to make this worse but audiences gotta watch it kind of thing i can see that um I, i'm not again not really holding my breath but i can see it i'll um, wait for the snyder cut yeah, yeah. <laughs> here it comes yeah it's right around Hallelujah. it definitely definitely exists so um <laughs> anyway uh it's at this time that we're introduced to another couple of characters that are like clearly spies that are infiltrating like the imperial government well you and... met you met the hooded man before that's the guy yeah. from the beginning i and i and i just imagine that the other girl is part of their squad i just imagine they're part of the smugglers the might... guy the guy in the hood was from the beginning you're talking about that diner scene right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy in the hood was from the beginning. He said, hey, some of you, like, make sure to wait in the parking lot. And then he throws his hood up and he walks away. That's all he does. So oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. At the very least, a part of, like, the overall cause and organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not Maybe directly. not, like, their best friend or anything. Yeah, but... but he's part of whatever they're doing, and they're all connected some way. Yeah, I yeah, kind I of thought know. of him as, like, the, not like a boss, but like a, like organizer. A, an organizer. Yeah, yeah yep. He's okay. like, hey, I heard about this. I heard about this. He's the guy with his ear to the ground. He like runs logistics stuff. Yeah, yeah. all right. I can bite that. So um anyway, they get out of the city. I don't really care. Um episode three, they um 
the government starts hunting down Manuel's sister, um, but we don't really get a payoff on that. Yeah, no, that's that's just beginning, which is nice that they didn't immediately pay it off. It's fine that it yep. will take a couple episodes. Um, so Blondie, the spy, found out that there's money being siphoned within the government. Um, this is the only character so far that I can think of that actively sounds like an anime character. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's pretty obnoxious. Yeah. Um, not because of the trope, but because no one else does it. Well, yeah, it doesn't fit. Yeah. She's not, she's not even really doing it as a face either. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like she's putting on a face, like as a spy. Right. Yeah. yeah. She's not like trying to be some, um, uh, what do they call it? That female spy word from the world war two, where it's like something's French saboteur or whatever. I don't remember. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but there's, a, there's a fun little French phrase for this. Atomic blonde? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. No, it was not the 2018 movie. Oh, okay. Or 2019, who knows? Anyway, yeah, no, 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 whatever. Point is, is that it doesn't seem like she was trying to play up her femininity for femme spying. Fatale. Femme fatale, thank you. She wasn't, she wasn't playing it up for spy reasons. It just yeah, seems like she that's how just... she talks. Yeah, it's a and... little annoying. I guess it's I guess it's fine if it's like the only one, but I don't know. I I don't necessarily think it fits as a choice. It's kind of like that blue dinosaur. It's a little it's a little too cutesy for what yeah, we're going for. Just one one pretty. Of course, yeah. next episode she's gonna get disemboweled, and I'm gonna eat my words. But, uh... <laughs> so actually, I'm glad you brought up the episodes in general. To me, this is definitely the weakest episode. Really, I, the well, third episode. So yeah, it's either that or second. The, the thing is, is <laughs> it's, that, it's either one or the other of the two of the three. Well, okay, no, that's fine. I, I do. I do agree that the first is the strongest. Um, the second does meander a bit and it's got that anime fight scene that kind of pisses me off. Uh, the thing is, is that the third feels like a different show. Yes. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. See, but that's... And that scares me a little bit. Well, here's here's why I'm uh, okay. Just with finish the, the fucking. Or, oh, yeah. Wait, we can talk about it first. Yeah, basically yeah. they they get lost in the woods, and there's a monster that's murdering people out in the middle of nowhere. And there's a village that they stumble on. They need car parts to be able to make it through the woods. For some reason, they end up helping the villagers try to find a granddaughter and like a, a oh, daughter they're, of. They're like, trading it for car parts. Well, it's not explicitly said. However, yeah, it, it is. It one. is more or less explicitly said. Because well, they go in, they say, hey, can we get these parts and this work done? And he says, yeah, okay. But then he starts spilling his problems. Like, it's, I, I know it's not like, I, I think it's one of those things where he didn't say, look, if you don't help me with this, I'm not going to fix the car. Right. But yeah. it was one of those like desperate peasant pleas where it's like, I'm doing this for you. Can you, can you please lend me a hand? You look capable. Okay. I, yeah. I think there was at least a guilt trip going on there. All right. I'll I'll bite and that's fine. So anyway, they end up finding the kid and there's a monster that's hunting the kid down. Uh, it's like purple and only has one eye and it looks mostly humanoid. Well, they end up finding out that the monster was the kid's mom at the very end of the episode. Uh, mm -hmm. They managed to kill the monster. Um, there also was like a, a science laboratory thing out in the middle of nowhere that like accidentally let loose monsters. Presumably those monsters were probably just humans that were like mutated or something along those lines. Well, specifically experimented on by the government. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, but to me, this this episode is like definitely the weakest. I mean, I, I'll right. hear an argument for two. S synopsis right. over. So okay. just going with episode three, yeah, it feels like a different show. It feels like an episode of the X-Files. So where... Yeah. No, go ahead. No, no, go well, ahead. I, no I, it's, 
The thing is, is that this is always one of those scary things whenever you're just watching three episodes where you see one and you see two and you see these story beats that are kind of lining up and you see a story getting told. And then that story just gets put on hold for a monster of the week. So from that understanding, yeah, it seems really weird that episode three is like that. Now, however, I think that overall episode three does fit with the theme of the show, which is really just supposed to be out be about like the bad stuff in a, a war what do we say war motivated society um, authoritarian society and one that's been fucked up by war if not it's constantly in preparation for war that's not really happening yeah so you know, it, he, yeah go ahead here's point. here's where i sit um i think the second is the weakest but by weakest i don't really think that any three of these I wouldn't I would consider like terrible. So when I say weakest, I just mean I feel like the second was a lot was was the in-between of the two pieces of the puzzle. So how I feel about three is that if three is just as Jay said, if three is part of the theme and just another piece of the puzzle and it doesn't derail them and they continue on with their main mission and other things still happen and everything kind of coalesces at the end, I'll be okay with that. If the show warps into uh, a, a monster of the week type anime that's when i'd get scared but i i liked episode three because it was like okay episode one is okay the system's effed here's a crappy anime fight here's what i can do episode two was just like all right let's get out of the city it did nothing really major happened they blew up a munitions dump and yeah. you know some people sure. got in and out you kind of learned you learned a little bit about how the government is funneling money. That was another piece of the puzzle. But then episode three, it felt like more happened. It was like, okay, the government is clearly doing way more effed up stuff. And and here it is over here. And sure, we're going to give you a little story about it because rather than just have someone explain it, we're going to give you an episode. And sometimes that can backfire, I'll admit. But I thought that as long as this doesn't like become a theme where they become like monster hunters or other than that, and this is just a piece of the puzzle where all we were meant to learn is that the government is doing way more terrible stuff than they're letting on, like to the point that you can understand why the loyalist is as he is, because he's like, well, I may not agree with the government, but they tell me to do my job and I'm going to do my job. And it turns out that I can do my job in any way, shape or form that I feel like, because it's being used to cover up you know, human experimentation, money laundering, and all this stuff, and it turns out that the smugglers could be really the good guys in the rebellion, and that's why I'm okay with it. And that's why I think oh, episode yeah. two is the connection, is the bridge between the two, and therefore the weakest, because not a lot actually happens in that episode. Sorry, so that's I where I stand. Attack! Attack! That's a good dog. But that, that's that's where I stand on it. So I, and, and I mean, who knows if it'll move on. We'll find out later. But I just – I think that I'm okay with calling episode two the weakest. But I can see why you think episode three is because it, it seems off course. But I'm hoping that it's not. That's yeah, where I am. No, it, I, if it's the theme the, – the, I think there still is a worry, though. And the yeah. worry is that what is this show trying to be? And if it's just about government shitty, that's okay. Yeah, it's not that good, and it really comes down to we do this three episode thing, and mm-hmm. God, if they don't like fucking dangle this shit in front of us, but in the <laughs> worst possible way, where it's like I just don't trust it anymore. I know, I know. I, I don't trust it. I just I look at these two episodes. I go, wow, I kind of like their theme. I like their message. I like their pacing, 
And then we get to episode three, and I'm like, Ugh. yeah, wait, exactly. It seemed like a step to the left rather than a yeah. step forward. No, and, and I'm and with I immediately you. think, oh god, this is four, five, six, seven, eight, eight nine, ten. Yeah, and then and maybe eleven and twelve will get some story back. So, so not not that I should be doing this. However, I'll just tell you the title of the next three episodes. I don't think this will okay. affect it anyway. But Secret so information. The the titles of four, five, and six. This is all the Wikipedia gives you is the title. So, title one and two was called the Getaway Part One and Part Two, and Part One is three is of creatures and men, which is a fitting title for it. Uh, sure. Episode four is called Live with Honor, Die with No Pride. Episode five is from Gunfile with Love, and episode six is Rogue Infiltration. So just okay. based on those episodes, I have hope that it goes back to what one and two were kind of getting right. at, and three is just a puzzle piece. However, three, three you is never just a little actually bit of know. flavor yeah, about exactly. some of the more evil. And that's of the honestly game. what I'm hoping for. However, am I hoping for it because I think it's bad or because I'm enjoying it? I don't know. That's what we got to find out. Um, so I think uh, that was pretty good for that one. Uh, Jay, why don't you give us a a brief synopsis of uh, of the three episodes of Oh God, Talentless Nana? Oh, that was the other one. Boy. <laughs> oh boy. So I think we we read it in the review. When we read the the basic synopsis, we were like, Talentless Nana, this sounds like shit. And someone in the review was like, What if Professor X killed X-Men? And I'm like, holy shit, what the hell? All right, well, hey, now it's back on the radar. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Crunchyroll reviewer, who oh, gave us my that. God. Weird, I, I cannot be pointed thing. Thank them enough for that review. I yeah. just cannot. Yeah. It was so good. I oh. am very glad he said that because we got to watch Talentless Nana. <laughs> Talentless Nana, while his description is still very weird and not at all accurate. Most no, of but 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 it, I I see where he was coming from. I, with I that. get it to yeah. an extent, but it's, it's definitely it's... not how I would have described how I would have described no. the show. <laughs> no. So I'm, I'm back. Attack dog what? has stopped attacking me. Oh, it didn't kill you? No. No, I can man. ask. I thought we were going to finally make this a two-person podcast That's as I've always wanted. You've been hoping this whole time, I know. <laughs> yeah, well, it would get lonely. Anyway, anyway, we finished up your dumb anime, and we're on the JW's Talentless Nana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, so Talentless Nana, episode one, is a lot like... Remember when we were watching Dragon's Dogma? Uh-huh. And that fucking yeah. annoying kid was being an annoying little kid. <laughs> and then he gets hit by a freight train in the form of a dragon. That's it. Yeah, that, that, is, that concept is all of Talentless Nana. <laughs> you're, you're introduced to this fucking wet stain on a carpet that is a main character. He sits in the fucking protagonist seat. He literally looks out the window. He gets bullied because he's a little pussy bitch. He doesn't stand up for himself or do anything. And... This new girl walks into school and she's like, "Hi, I'm Ditsy. I'm stupid. Ha 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 ha! I love everybody. Everybody's my friend." And <laughs> she sits down next to the main character. He's like, "Oh, yeah, what, what a scene that bl- was! Butterflies <laughs> in my penis." The, the teacher literally goes, <laughs> "I think I'll have you sit," and then it just cuts to the protagonist going, and I was like, "What a scene!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking embarrassing. Then she sits next to him and he squirms, trying to keep his boner hidden. And they, she introduces herself to him. And she just she does that thing that all the women do in animes, which is apparently just laser focus on the shittiest guy in the room and just bend over backwards like a fucking acrobat 
to get this guy to talk to you. Yeah. He does everything in his power to seem as unappealing and stupid and shitty as possible. And she just, she's water off the back. She just keeps going. She keeps going in. I'm going to be your fucking friend. <laughs> but then, of course, we, we, we follow him for a while. Uh, he wants is to that, be. Is that, is that training episode in one or two? No, that's that's in that's in two. So episode one is where um, they're they. Yeah, would you watch ice, this at like fifty percent speed? Because well, until that guy died, I was asleep. Right, right, right. So they, so they that's were right. fight. Remember, they were fighting for. <laughs> so you you hear that he's talentless, okay? And then and then it's Which is uh, a lie. And the, he the, says it's a yeah, lie. The other new guy that came in was like, "Hey, Iceman, Fireman, and that talentless dude. You guys fight it out to see who's leader." And then leaves hey, the classroom. Iceman. <laughs> And they were like, okay, the whatever that guy said. 22, who will win? <laughs> and so they're fighting in the parking. They're fighting, and Fire Guy loses, and he's like, oh, I won't lose. And then he creates a big fireball and chucks, and he's like, oh, guess I went overboard there. And and uh, Talentless, quote-unquote Talentless guy, jumps in, and it creates a force field that nullifies things, okay? And so then it cuts to them. They're they're on the, uh, the same uh, – what is it, an outlook, I guess? So then it cuts to them on an outlook, and then you can take it from there because that's the – that's well, where he well, ends up. We do need to address the fact that, like I said, this character is being built up to die. I'm I'm just spoiling it for you now. He literally gets executed in episode two. It's yeah. great. No, in episode Wait, one. No, episode it's at one? the end of episode oh, sorry, one. Yeah, sorry. Oh, is yeah. it? Oh, great. Yes. Cool. Yeah. And that's end of episode one, he gets fucking killed. It's great. <laughs> point sure. is, point is, is that the whole reason he exists is to exist as this like fill-in trope, just like the kid in Dragon's Dogma, yeah. as this thing that you hate in anime that you see. That's why it's so fucking perfect that his power is to nullify other people's powers. Because yeah. that's like five anime characters I can think of right now. Oh yeah, um, uh, Index first. Index. Um, shit. Oh. Kirito has a version of that, I think. Uh, you have the dude from Actual X Men, and that goes. Yep. We'll bring that up at the end. Yeah, Actual uh, X Men guy. Bring that up at the end. There was another one I was just thinking of, but I forgot. Um, but like. Oh, uh, uh, Black Clover. That's, oh, yeah, Black Clover. Yeah, yeah nullifies magic. Absolutely. Oh, it's so stupid <laughs> and derivative, and that's what makes it so fucking fantastic. Because <laughs> she, she finally, she, he, he reveals his power to everyone, and then Talentless Nas is like, hey, let's go back to the lookout and have a heart-to-heart. And he goes, yeah, it's always been my power, but I just never had any confidence in you. You inspired me. You inspired me. To be confident in myself. To become yeah, to be the leader. leader. I hate the amount of times they say leader. I hate the amount of times they say leader. You know, my dad, he emotionally abused me by telling me to work hard and be the best. <laughs> Just like every single other character in every anime you've ever fucking seen in your entire life. But this one, he didn't say it right. And it abused me. Uh, now, now uh, when I walked into school, I said, I'm leader. And everyone laughed. Laughed. <laughs> Because I'm weak. Weak. But now you show me that I'm strong. Strong. I can be a man. You can be a man. You can do it. And then she pushes him off a fucking cliff. Well, no. What my Well, yes. But my favorite setup to this is she's been pretending to be a mind reader this entire time. 
Oh, and yeah. so at the very end, she goes, can you, and he's like, can you try to think of what I'm thinking? Can you tell me what I'm thinking right now? And then it just cuts to his smiling face and he goes, I'm so glad we're friends. And she takes his arm and yeets him off a yep. cliff. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It was everything you wanted in a crappy anime character being hurled off a cliff. Oh, uh, that was even better than that. He manages to catch himself on a piece of rope. <laughs> And then he gets to look up like, waifu, no. And she she just glares at him and tells him how much she fucking hates him. And how she even apologizes to fucking and die. And how the talented, all of them deserve to die. They're the you real cancer. all deserve death. You fucking blight on humanity. And then he uh, yeah, I do, falls. I do enjoy how literally it's like a big ploy is that, you know, uh, the enemies of humanity are just literally talented. They yeah, all grow yeah. up to be assholes and kill it's everyone. It's just like X-Men. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, but one of the funny things about Marvel Comics is that Marvel Comics and X-Men were always kind of in the same world. Uh, but unlike a lot of other Marvel properties, the X-Men and the other boys never really mixed up. And that was because X-Men stories were always these like planet-spanning things about the entire mutant race. Yeah, And they were always so fucking big that none of the other people could ever fit. Like, these worlds could never fit together. Yeah, And it was always funny that way, because it was like, yeah, what are the mutants doing this week in the comics? Oh, they're blowing up the fucking planet again! <laughs> Here we go! Here so, we go, like, boys! I just, I just love that, that that guy said the X-Men, because on the one hand, he was referencing Professor X, but she's not actually a mind reader. So yeah, it really no. doesn't make any sense. It would it would make more sense if you said Sherlock Holmes was murdering all the X-Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but like, it's kind of just how that works. But now it's like, oh, yeah, it is kind of like the X-Men. Because <laughs> the government and the entire world hates the shit out of mutants. It and they just want to get rid of them. Having them honestly, systematically murdered. Yeah, in, in the X-Men world, I can't necessarily blame them. Because the X-Men fuck everything up on, like, a weekly basis. So also, in like, this hilarious. version... Yeah, in this version, they're like, look, they fucked it up once. Mm-mm, we ain't having none of that no more. <laughs> All right, boy. And I and I love that they even said, and then we tried to make Hero Academia. And that was even worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're just sitting there like, look, man, these kids are fucking powerful. And they're children. I don't care how good they say they are. They always fuck up eventually. It's and been somebody six, destroys the city. It's been six months since I came to Professor Exhibit. I mean, UA. I mean, that, 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 where am I again? Oh God! The, I, I, Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> now, what's that? Uh, what's that like? The beautiful original, beaches of Guantanamo Bay. What, what's that original like uh, Japanese? Uh, where they're on like an island. Battle Royale. Yeah, battle royale, battle royale. Yeah. yeah, it's like a battle except, royale. Except it's not because it's just one person systematically killing <laughs> them all while nobody knows a gosh darn thing. <laughs> Only like one, one guy is playing among us. Yeah, like one person <laughs> was sent to the island and was told, "All right, look, it's a battle royale." <laughs> yeah, no, he's right. It's it's a giant game among us, but nobody knows they're playing except for the traders. <laughs> well, no, everyone everyone thinks they're playing. What they don't know is that all the tasks don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. The tasks they complete, they can't win. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, oh, no, that, it's it's pretty good. So that's episode one. He fucking geets him off a cliff, and then we find out that the show gets even better because mm-hmm. now we were introduced to some characters in the beginning, and now we see talentless Nana, which uh, you know she's the the title character. 
she goes around and starts becoming friends with these other characters, trying to get to know them, understand their powers, but without revealing that she's doing that, and trying to figure out ways to murder them. Yeah. And all of the ways that she comes up with are actually really smart. Yeah. So mm -hmm. there's a thing that happens in anime a lot where someone will be like, oh, this guy's a genius. How do you know? Because when he failed, it turns out he just said that he planned it the whole time. Yep. And then, and then stick men came out of the walls and stabbed him. <laughs> but, but that guy actually planned for the stick men the whole time, too. Ooh. So then the oval men come out. And, and oh, man, this is the battle of titans of the minds right now. Yeah, fuck that shit. Uh, good, smart people are all about setting up and paying off. They're like writing a good joke. A joke is only funny if you if you set it up proper. If it's just Adam Sandler driving down the street on his bike and he just projectile vomits for no reason, that's not funny. Yeah. Because it's just there's nothing. There's nothing happening here. Oh wow, puke. So funny. Or like he farts. Okay. <laughs> fart. But if you're like you set up the whole time that he's constantly puking and then he pukes in a funny way. There we go. Now we got something. So like talentless Nana is always getting this information from these people and they do such a good job of, of giving you very natural feeling conversations and they just give you bits of information after information after information and they hope that, and they do successfully throw enough information at you that you only see the pieces coming together as though you were also like making up the plan yourself. So like one of the genius ways they do this is episode two. Episode two is all about this, uh, this one guy who seems really, really suspicious of Nana. Yes. So obviously he's a real serious problem. He's the other new guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, the he's, other he's new another guy. new guy. So he's really suspicious. So she goes, okay, I got to take care of this guy because he's obviously one of the only people who even appreciates the direness of the situation. So she starts following around. She starts hanging out with him. Turns out... He's just like really autistic. Nope. And I, I, so like seriously, where he's, where it turns out that all of his paranoia was actually just an, Ill, an inability to navigate social situations. Well, not, okay, not all of it. Part of it is because of his sister being missing when she came to the uh, island. Yeah, that's true. I, I think that's a base level stuff, but like it basically goes back. So there's a scene where uh, he basically walks up behind Nana. And he starts like really intimidatingly like fucking with her hair while yeah. grilling her about where she was when that guy disappeared. The guy she yes. murdered in episode one. Yep. And that right there is like, oh, damn, he is hot on my ass. Like he is desperately trying to catch me. But it turns out that he only sounded intimidating because he doesn't really know how to talk to people. He was only fucking with her hair because he has a real tactile like tick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, he's very... And, I, I, while he, he was suspicious, says that he has that tick too. Yeah, 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 no, he does. And while he was very suspicious of that guy's death, he didn't really suspect her at all. No, yeah. And he, he is, was just he, he was just having that conversation because it, immediately after he does this, he meets her in the hallway and goes, "Hey, do you want to be friends and hang out?" Which is what she wants to do. And immediately she's like, "Oh, that's yes. Weird. I thought he was suspicious. Yes, I do want to do that." And then he takes her to his room where all he does is like read books and play video games and like he's very very he, he talks more about how he's got a tactile tick and like he like seriously like super autistic yeah i you and i were talking about this beforehand and like i i do want to stress to the listeners like i i 
we would mean that seriously. I mean, I, yeah, I'm definitely no, with no, JW no. This on is this. Not, this is this not isn't like insult. a slur. Like, I no, literally think autistic. the character is autistic on the spectrum somewhere, uh, you know, somewhere. Like, yeah. I don't know where. I'm not an ace about autism, but like, he has a lot of the symptoms of it, and it works really, really well for the character. Yeah, I, th- it does. I think it's great. Yeah. So now he's, so he's whatever. So that, that's his character. She hangs out with him and then she finds out that every day he goes into a little tent and he warms up some milk for a kitten on like a Bunsen burner that's in there. Now, yeah. wait a second. And, Before you go any further, I want you to remember that you're kind of talking more about episode three than two because episode two is where the second dude Yeah. Dies. Oh, oh yeah. Whatever. And this, yeah. Wait, the second dude okay. is really cool. You know, he is really cool. Okay, so fine. So just, we'll you can just him. briefly go he, over that. So they, the thing, the they do introduce this whole, yeah, yeah, they do introduce the fact that this guy is very, very suspicious of Nana. Yes. Uh, all the stuff I was talking about with, like, the actual, like, setup to try and kill yeah. him was... Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, she switches gears a little bit, because in the middle of class one day, one of the members of the class that she's in, and of people who she's supposed to murder, uh, reveals that he has some kind of time manipulation power. Mm-hmm. And she instantly latches on to this guy because that's a big fucking deal. Yes. Uh, she has no idea what the extent of his powers are, so she has to find out real, real quick, or he could be a serious problem to mm-hmm. any future kills. So she buddies up to him. She was actually talking to him when creepy autistic guy came yes. to find her hair. And basically what she finds out is that this guy has, doesn't actually have the ability to stop time, as some of his classmates think. He actually has the ability to go backwards in time and undo things. Which, like, again, even worse than stopping time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's like, oh, shit, this is bad. He could go back and potentially find out I killed that guy. So, real bad. Uh, so she starts budding up to him, and she basically gets him to open up about his power by pretending to be, like, really fangirl in love with him. Uh, which is basically the exact same thing she did to the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Huh, interesting. Uh, but um, when she, what, what, she, what he reveals is that He's he's not quite. It, it takes a lot of stamina to go back in time, yeah. Um, and that he is completely. If someone sees him while he is traveling back in time, so he does physically go back in time. If somebody sees him, and he gets locks eyes right with back. him. Yeah, if he let, they yeah. lock eyes with him and understand that he's existing in that time period, then he is immediately ripped back to the present, which right. is pretty neat. That, that's uh, neat yeah. because one, it solves the paradox issue. Yeah, exactly. Or at least one of the paradox issues. Obviously, yeah, there are still others, but it solves at least that paradox issue. And it's like, okay, you can't create a time paradox, but you can kind of undo things. Yeah. And sure. to everyone else, it just looks like he stops time and undoes things. He's got to be really careful about what he does because he doesn't really understand what happens if he does and tries to change big things. But whatever. Point is, is that the other limitation he has, besides that it exhausts him to do it, is that he can only really go back in time 24 hours before he's too exhausted to, to continue. Right. So Nana knows this, and she sort of... he It's his idea to start investigating the potential murder, and she's just trying to make sure that he doesn't get too close. But unfortunately, she can't show her hand and like just stop him from going to the right places. Because so she's that... sort of just dragged along while this guy keeps going back in time and seeing more and more and more information until, mostly by a stroke of luck, he goes right to the spot where that kid died and he goes back in time, but he comes back uh, unable to know the, the truth because Nana kept looking at him. Yeah, because Nana's like ultra perceptive and always notices when he's around. And she's really paranoid, so she's constantly looking whenever there's noises. Yeah. So he couldn't sneak up on them. 
And at that point, she manages to convince him, hey, you're really exhausted. You probably shouldn't push it. It also doesn't look like anything's here, right? Wink, wink. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I guess nothing's well, no, here. We'll no, have to no, find he, somewhere else. Well, no, he goes, he goes, but I, I, have to, I have to find out what it is because I only have, the farther we get away from 24 hours out, the yeah, less likely yeah, yeah. I have a chance. And then she, that this is when her lie comes into place. That's when she's like, oh, uh, I, I couldn't tell you before because I didn't think I could trust you, but he was getting attacked by uh, uh Yeah, but that was later it, that night. That was later that night, yeah. It had to be later was, that night. I thought night. it was immediately after. No, I thought it, it was couldn't not have been. immediately. Okay. It, 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 it was after. All right. Point, either way, point is, is that she comes up with a plan to deal with the situation. And that plan is she's going to say, okay, I'm going to make up a lie about how we were attacked by uh, one of the monsters that people pretend are real, even though the students. The enemy of humanity, which is a stupid name. She says an enemy of humanity attacked them and that guy got eaten. And she didn't want to tell anyone because she was afraid that everyone would think that she was an enemy. Which kind of kind of follows because there's the the rumor going around that they already exist on this island. All of the kids are already like that medium level suspicious about the possibility. Yes. Mm -hmm. So he buys that bit. But the more important bit of the lie is that she says, um, and uh, what 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 was it specifically? Oh, um, that it happened in this very specific spot, and that she waits until it's just about twenty four hours since that she can take him to this exact spot. Correct. So the idea is that she knows his 24 hours is his limit. She can bait him into looking further than maybe he would feel comfortable going uh, by with this lie. So yeah. it's really, really smart that way. And she can take him to where she knows he won't find anything meaningful. Right. So earlier in the second episode, there was a little training montage where they're doing some random stupid bullshit. Yeah, and because this exact- literally the training does not matter. Yeah, Correct. Literally. The, time, the time stop guy almost falls off a log into the water and he just lets off a little piece of information. that's like, Hey, what the fuck, dude, I can't swim. You know that you gotta be careful. And that's, that's pretty much all the line is. It doesn't have a lot of significance, significance to it, but it's just enough there that you remember. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why it's set up. Well, well now, so Nana's well, got this plan. You don't know what the plan is yet, but she it, takes wait, him there's, to this there's one spot. more piece of that scene. That's important. Oh, oh yeah. 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 That, that the ice guy freezes the, the, the water so that he won't drown. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, fine. The, the lake is frozen. So, Nana takes this, the, the time travel guy to this random spot and says, here, this is the exact spot where he died. Go back in time and find out what happened, and maybe we can fix this. Or, or you have to go back and, like, save us, or save yes, him. Yes, save him, yeah. Yeah, and, she, and he's like, okay, I'll do it. And he goes back, and then she goes, he's dead. And you're like, what? How? And this is part of the genius of the show, because this is something that a normal anime would go, <laughs> you see, I engineered this all from the beginning, even though none of the information was there, which would make it just feel like an ass pull. However, all the information was there. Yeah. They already established that he's exhausted. They established that he doesn't know how to swim, and they established that the lake is frozen. And they but even show her, re- they show her holding a shovel at one point. Yeah, they, they show her well. getting a shovel to prepare. Yeah. So what they reveal is that she took a bunch of loose dirt and she covered a section of the frozen lake in dirt to make it look like ground. She brought him there and got him to go back 24 hours to before the lake was frozen. So he would just appear 24 hours before, not on ground, but all over the lake, fall into the lake and drown. Com- combining the fact that he can't swim with the fact that he'd be very exhausted for going back that far. Mm-hmm. And then she sits there, and, and for a second, she's like, I really, really hope this works, because if it doesn't, if it, if it doesn't, he's going to know. 
He's yeah. going to know. But after like five, ten seconds, which is normally how long he stays away, because obviously to him, you know, no matter how long it is, he, he comes back more or less within the second. Right. Yeah. The, se- the second, like two seconds goes up. She's like, good. It worked. And she starts walking away and you see like the big reveal where there's ice underneath of the dirt. You're like, oh, we're standing on the lake. And you don't even know. It's a great setup. It's a great kill. It's really good. It's well set up. And it's it's set up well enough that you didn't just go, oh, I know exactly how she tried to kill him. You kind of, you knew the pieces were there. And, and the best part is, is that you're sitting there trying to figure it out for yourself. And that's part of the fun, too. Where you're sitting there like, oh, how would I do it? Like, I know his powers. I know his weakness. How, how would I try to kill him? And, that, and that's great. That's, like, really engaging for a show like this. So it's, it's good. It's really, really good. Uh, the third episode is not quite as strong, I think, but it's still pretty good. Uh, we're, we're back to the uh, super autistic guy. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned earlier, um, he likes to feed a cat warm milk in a, in a garage somewhere, and you see him use a Bunsen burner to do it. Uh, and Nana has a problem in that she's not actually psychic, but she pretends to be because it's uh, an easy power that she can pretend to have. And by being a little nebulous on the details, she can kind of avoid the situation where someone's like, hey, what am I thinking? She goes, oh, silly bean, you're thinking this. And then they'll go, well, that's not what I was thinking, but it is true. And they they kind of fall for it because it's a trick. She can't actually read what their thoughts are, but as long as whenever someone asks asks her that, she can tell them something personal, it kind of gets them off the trail. Uh, This guy, because he's super autistic, he never takes that shit. Whenever he walks up there and he's like, hey, tell me what's on my fucking mind. And she tells him something. He's like, no, wrong. Or she just tries to beat around the bush. And that's just because he's kind of a dick that way. But uh, anyway, he's been feeding this cat in the barn. And the setup you see is Nana says, all right, I got to figure out what this guy's fucking power is quick. Because he has a reason to be investigating me, his sister. And he's just studious enough to actually figure it out. So I got to take him out. But I don't know what his power is, and he won't tell anybody because he's just paranoid enough. So she sets up a little thing where she's going to try to kill him. If it works, it works. But if it doesn't, it'll at least give her a really big clue as to what his power is. Right. Right. And again, we don't get told what the plan is. All we see is him go to do what we've seen him do before. He gets a uh, thing of milk from a vending machine. He goes into the barn, and then he starts pouring it in the saucer, and he's a He's, he's just doing that, and he looks up, and he says, oh, I, I don't remember shutting that window. And right, I think it's either then or a little bit before then, where we start getting flashbacks of all the information that she got from when she was hanging out with him. Yep. Yeah. And she deduces, based on a couple of things, like the way he lives, that he doesn't have a sense of smell. This one's a little flimsy. Yeah. Uh, it's not great. So, so the issue, the, the clues that she has is that he very, very, he meticulously labels all of his food's expiration date. Which is, I think, what? the best of all of the clues that we're I given. don't, because the problem is that, especially given the food that they were showing, you would visually see it spoil before you would smell it a lot of the time. Especially with, like, a tomato. A tomato turns to shit within, the like, three really days. Smell. Yeah, I guess then they right. don't smell. Now, the other one was that he had his uh, trash, like, double-bagged. Yeah, I didn't get room. those. And that's like, oh, because like a normal person will put extra bags in their trash can to try to cut down on smell. But that's almost inversely wrong. Because yeah. if he doesn't have a sense of smell, if anything, he wouldn't give a shit about the trash. Yeah, it's has. like it's almost like he's being overconscious about it because it's like he's overcompensating yeah. for the fact yeah. that he doesn't have a smell by trying to be 
super yeah. caring. But then there's still a bunch of trash in his room. So it's yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. so his bathroom was super clean. But his, his bathroom room was super was clean again yeah. because his room was he, he wants to make sure it's not dirty and yeah. he can't smell it. But again, yeah, like, I, nobody's I, I, bathroom smells like poop. <laughs> well, and then they uh, go, okay, uh, I gotta, I gotta scrub uh, the tile. I don't know. Man. No, that's not your issue, fam. <laughs> it would, it, yeah, you know, it would have been much better is if he like put on way too much Axe body spray and it was annoying, <laughs> or yeah, yeah. like he, he 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 had a Febreze that he would just unload into his bathroom because he just assumed it smelled, but he never noticed. I, I'm getting the feeling this trash bag thing is like a cultural thing. To understand. It, like it might it's, be like again, like Americans do that too, the right? But the fact that it, he did the opposite of what we're expecting. No, no, no. He did what we were expecting. That's the problem. He did something in order to try to cut down on smell that he doesn't see that he doesn't experience. True, but his bathroom is also immaculate. So, like, he is doing the right. thing that he's is courteous doing this for other people. Right, yeah. but there's still a bunch have of a... trash in his room. Yeah, that, that's, that's kind that's of my really point. The issue. Like, yeah, I that was that was my issue. Was yet. there was trash in his room? But his bathroom was clean, so I, I didn't get I didn't understand. I don't either. I don't what I exactly. It, right. it doesn't line up. That's the yeah. problem. It, yeah. If one of those things was there, it might have made a little bit more sense. Like yeah. his room was super trashy, and he doesn't notice, but he keeps his bathroom clean because like that because there's no there's no through line where it's yeah. like they, these are contradictory ideas and motivations. How do they coexist? Yeah. So that one was kind of weak, but whatever. He doesn't have a sense of smell. The second he walks in there and he goes up that Bunsen burner, the first thing that popped in my mind was, oh, okay, she's going to fucking rig it to blow. Yeah. Super easy thing to do. And then when he sees the window shut, I'm like, oh, she just released the gas in there trying to bank on the fact that he won't notice it. Because they, they were kind of working up to the fact that he couldn't smell in that yeah. scene. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, but what does that have to do with anything? And then it's like, oh, okay, the gas. And then he, he turns on the Bunsen burner and the whole fucking uh, shack explodes. And then she's sitting there around the corner like, well, show me your power, bitch. And then he just, uh, what looks like a corpse just falls out of the fucking door. <laughs> and at first you're like, oh, oh, he just died. Because <laughs> like, I, it makes a kind of sense where it's like, you don't know what his power is, but most of the time you actually have a pretty good chance of blowing someone up and killing them. Yeah. You just can't show any evidence. Otherwise, they're going to know that someone's yeah. trying to kill them. So it's not necessarily the best idea. But she had to do something quick because he was, he was getting too close. Uh, something we failed to mention is that yeah, he found dead uh, first kid's watch. Oh, yeah. Yep. Which he jumped like, into the ocean and found yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely told him 100% that someone killed him. Yeah. What? And then he has some like stupidly overly convoluted like story about why it says that but honestly he just found his fucking broken ass watch at the bottom of a cliff i don't think he jumped fam yeah whatever either way she blows him up he falls out it looks like a corpse she goes over to it and then it starts healing and he looks up and he's like hey i'm invulnerable and so are my pants <laughs> oh yeah shirt, true his shirt Good point. Burns off, as usual the pants fine. live yeah he's like the hulk Yep. He just gets like pregnancy stretch pants. Hey man, whatever. It takes. Anti -anti flame whatever. retardant. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Whatever. So that that's the end of episode three. Yeah. Talentless Nana is a really fun show, and this is one of those times where episode three doesn't really make me think anything less of it. I think yeah. the risk is that it's gonna get shittier and shittier with its writing, especially when it comes to like the smartness of it. 
Yeah, like but, yeah, can they can they keep up the yeah, keeping yeah. her looking smart and sure. Because one and two were great. One obviously works really good because the guy's power didn't have anything to do with getting pushed off a cliff, so she yeah. could do it for free, no problem. Mm-hmm. Two was like a really ingenious kill. Mm-hmm. Three was kind of weak, but he's not dead. So yeah, we might get a cooler kill later. Exactly. And now yeah. we're playing up the suspicion element. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the show is really good. It's really engaging. It's really fun to watch. It I'm interested to see more, and I don't have any problem with the formula repeating as is. Because okay. a kill every episode, or at least a workup to a kill every episode, that's fucking great. Yeah. yeah. Now, again, we could have a scenario where this guy becomes the focus of the rest of the season. Because I will never put it beyond an anime anime to yeah. fucking bait me with this one, two, three well, shit. Well, it is, it is called Talentless Nana, and she is Nana. So I would hope that they would I, keep her. I, I know, like, legitimately, all I'm just saying based on is that, that. I also wouldn't put it beyond the anime to be like, she's a fucking stone cold killer. <laughs> Episode four, The Beach. <laughs> Of course, uh, Talentless Nana puts on a skimpy bikini to find out whether or not boners are related to their powers. Wait, like you know that'll happen, right? No, but like that's because that's my thing. I'm like, I I don't want to place too much emphasis on these excellent first couple episodes because that is the fucking trick. That's how that your hope gets, that gets destroyed. Us. Yeah, that, it's it's what tricks us every goddamn time. We're like, this is great. I want to see more, and they don't. Give it to you. They, no. they withhold. Yeah. No, only only one time so far, and that's been in Millionaire Detective. Where yeah. They up, where they lived up to it. Yeah. And it legitimately stayed up. Yeah, that, that's always the fear. But it's, it's is it worth... Well, so but, then, then yeah, it comes that's down the nature. to... That's the nature of the showdown. Yeah, then it really comes down to... Um, well, Ethan, do you have anything you want to say about Talentless Nana? You've been, you've been quite, quite... Yeah, ever since that dog bit you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan, are you there, buddy? I'll, I'll say this. I'll say a talentless Nana. Uh, no, you know what? There is no a. The only concern I have is that talentless Nana might be too good. No, there, I am not concerned of that. I I I think I that uh, if this even if this maintains what it is, it will be fun, but it will not be fantastic. No, okay, I agree, but like Misfit it is was not, almost no matter good, what right? happens, it has not touched the level of millionaire detective, not even for a second. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's entertaining. It's it's entertaining. It's yeah, good. No. I don't I don't want to badmouth it because it's no good. no no. I don't it's think it's worth are. watching. It's fun, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it is not too good for the podcast. Agreed. But we almost were worried about that with Misfit. I was never that. And worried. Th- this is better than Misfit, <laughs> by the way. It so in ways in pound for pound three episodes. Sure. So far, it has. I think pound for pound, they're 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 about equal, but they're equal for different reasons. <laughs> okay. So, so the thing me. is, is that I want to fight like, about this. So, uh, Misfit had a really, really strong main character, really strong character motivations, and a really tight arc. But we didn't get to see the end of that arc, and it was very easy to go, okay where we might be getting tricked here. There's something similar happening here, where we got a really good character out of the first guy and a really good character out of the second guy. And it seems like we've gotten a really good character out of the third guy. But this show hasn't really completed an arc. 
yeah, it's showing true. us an arc, but we have no idea where that could go. We and don't it know. Can easily go. Down we don't know. Plus, I mean, we have the third episode warning, which is it wasn't as good. And it, yeah. there's there's already uh, yeah. holes showing. Not a second of Millionaire Detective showed me a hole. Yeah, I'm not and, comparing it to Millionaire. And and if right. you think about it, like so, Talos, but, but, but like, like Misfit also showed us a hole. Nana Nana's a well written character. Fine. Um, the the three people that she's killed or almost killed are pretty well written. Everybody else in the cast is kind of subpar, and I hate them. Yeah, but in and, like in a good way. But like I hate in, in a good way. Like, like I like, it's, I, like it's, I hate. I hate I hate Iceman. I hate everybody that they showed well, just do a random yeah. power as they were coming into class because they all just seem like it just felt my hero academia esque. Right. Like well, I just, that's the thing. I just I don't I don't hate them because I understand why those characters are that way. Yeah, okay. And that they like this thing was made for me because I hate those characters too. But now <laughs> I'm watching an anime where I get to see them murdered. Yes, okay, like, that's fair, fun. Fair, so it's but, like a slasher movie but, where but see, the idea of the characters that they're supposed to be shitty people you want to see die. Right, slash but, but in, in order to want to see them <laughs> die, you have to hate them in a sense, is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I yeah. Hate and them, they are hateable. It's, it's, right, it's in service of something. It's in service of hopefully they all die in a cool way. So it's yes. actually being done. Right. They so, could okay. all have been better written. Yes. But oh, to an extent, you don't want them to be better written. You you want this to be trashy. I and do. That's but fine. I, I still think there's there's a better middle ground than what this gave us, and I think that's that bodes well for this I moving think on. A deeper middle ground, and like I, I, a better middle ground. Like there, but that they don't always meet. Okay. Because if I, this took itself too seriously, it wouldn't be very fun. Right. No, I, I understand that. that. I just meant that I thought that there's there's some I guess the dialogue for the characters stood out to me. Like I understand in slasher flicks like people say dumb things, but at the very least, yeah. like it, it sounds like normal conversation. Sometimes yep. when I hear and have to deal with the same characters over and over again, like I still hate those tropes. And I'm glad I get to see them hopefully all die in this, but I still don't like the the that they have to just yeah, they have to yeah. use tropes in order to get me to hate them. I feel like sure. when you have because you have um in uh what was it uh, rent a girlfriend you had uh, what's her face uh, Mimi or whatever Ruka mommy Chan. mommy or whatever yeah mommy oh, Chan. well mommy Chan wasn't a trope right, oh, right. Yeah, that, that's, that's what, what I'm going. saying yeah. yeah that's what I'm going yeah, at you. is that like I hate her but for all of the right reasons these people I just hate because they're tropes and that's, that's what they're meant to be true. but I and, don't want mommy Chan on this show. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, I don't. I don't, want, I don't want her. I just want slightly better than what I got. That's just me. I just yeah, yeah. That that's I, all. I that. That. Yeah. I, I just think that this is delivering exactly what it's trying to promise. So, so if, far, I, I agree. And okay, here's my barometer. Uh, it's called barometer, uh, sir. Oh, here yeah, is my barometer. Um, Emmanuel, <laughs> <laughs> what is what is he doing here? Get out of here, Emmanuel. You've had your time. This show is called Crappy Anime Showdown. What Showdown. The, what the hell is that? Yeah, I know. That Shit like name, right? This is called Shitty Anime Shutdown. <laughs> <laughs> because we tell shitty animes to shut up. This is Your called... time so, is now. Here's the thing. Garbage most anime the, throwdown. Most Go of the gag. anime you guys force me to watch, you force me to watch it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would elect to watch this, though, and that's a problem. <laughs> What? You wouldn't elect to watch Talentless Nana? What? No, no, I'm saying I would elect to oh, watch uh, And yeah, that yeah, is yeah. a problem. No, that's, because that's fair. Because I wouldn't call this crappy. I get it. Mm, I would call it trashy. 
And I Why think is that's it trashy? fine. It's a slasher. Yeah, to be fair, I think all slashers are trashy. This, this does not have any higher theme here. This is just about, like, so they, they tease it, but I have no confidence in it. I have zero confidence that they're actually going to show that these kids deserve to be killed. In fact, oh, yeah, I think I agree they're going to show the opposite. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the that. other reasons that watching this go wrong could happen. Because there's a version of this show where Nana ends up siding with them. Ooh, no. Yeah. And that yeah. is not only trashy, but it might be fun to watch that fucking rollercoaster. Like, that should be really, really funny. Like, you know, she, she ends so up that, siding well, with that, them. And, and like... that would give me a point because I said that she turns out to be the good guy. So that's how I want this anime to go. <laughs> no, she she already has turned out. Wait, no, no, hold on. I don't think you said that about this anime. You said that about Higurashi. Oh, you're right. Gosh, I forgot oh, we got two shit. slasher flicks. Yeah, Holy do, crap, this is the first time. And we got Moriarty. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was so two Sherlock. We have, an autistic, this. we have an yeah. autistic Sherlock, and we have the regular Sherlock. So this is great. <laughs> and then we have an evil Sherlock, who's just Moriarty, and we have Moriarty. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. So I think we've said enough. So now both of these are pretty good and pretty bad for their own ways, and really – what it kind of comes down to, what I think is, which one do you think will degrade? Which one do you think will remain bad but entertaining and not either get too good or just tumble off the cliff? So I will give you each a couple of sentences to kind of make your piece on why you think you should move on for that kind of reason because I think that's what we've kind of delved into. JW, why don't you start? Why do you think Talentless Nana will well, continue yeah. to be bad and entertaining? I and I'll, I'll talk about both a little bit too. Okay, like, that's fair. Magatsu Varheit Zurst is <laughs> oh, very nice. Uh, I think its best chance is that it's going to be above average, and that's assuming it holds pace. Its best case scenario is that it turns out to be a bit of a diamond in the rough. Talentless Nana's best case scenario has two paths to victory. One, it can stay the pace and just murder all these kids, and I love it. Or, it can go hard on its fucking head to try to explain how this bitch redeems her flagrant murder. That's, that's two clear paths to victory, to Magatsu's middling one. Ooh, I think okay. that, at its best, Magatsu isn't going to go completely fucking ham and turn into a shit show. I think the writing is its strongest aspect. And for In a Magatsu? show about yeah, yeah. Okay. And for a show about crappy anime, that's a bad sign. Yeah. Because when your writing is good, the only thing that can happen is that you can fall to shit, but that fall to shit's not really all that fun. Yeah. Or you can you can have a huge fucking cognitive dissonance. It's not it doesn't seem like it's up its own ass enough to be an it invaded. Yeah, so I don't enough. think we're gonna get that, and that's it. Invaded is a perfect example of what a show so far it's up up its own ass will look like when it falls apart. It's hilarious. <laughs> yes, it invaded is amazing. Right. Oh so God. I I it's, I think it's unfortunate because uh, Magatsu could have beaten a lot of different anime, and I'm sure when we finish the rest of the bracket. There's going to be plenty of things we'd rather not be watching, and we'd yeah. rather be watching Magatsu instead. Right. Yeah. So I think I think I have to say that Talentless Nana is has to be the winner, and it's going to get my vote. 
But I think Magatsu is one that we should keep in our minds to watch at the end. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Ethan? Because I think it deserves some recognition for what it does and what it does well. And again, like, I haven't heard anything about this. None of the two anime YouTubers that make me make my blood boil have said anything <laughs> about it. So I I think it deserves some some credibility. Just not right now. Okay. All right. Ethan. Oh no, sorry. That, that was my opinion. Oh, right. yeah. you said Ethan, and then words followed. So it's objectively just... correct. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, so okay, here's here's my defense of Magatsu. <laughs> so here's my defense, and I actually think it's all right. Magatsu's an MMO, and I don't know if you guys remember the opening sequence of Magatsu, but no. So there's like this. They put this like uh, they basically cast a spell that like obliterates the earths, right? Right. Oh, MMOs have yeah. MMOs have shit stories, horrible stories. Sure, but it and uh, well, and like it's an MMO, which means there's magic. I, and like we already know there's magic. I'm I think we've been given a very 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 small taste of what Magatsu has to offer because it has to go off the rails because MMOs don't walk in with anything short of high fantasy because they can't afford to. It's not interesting enough. If we had seen reviews of everyone who loved the game saying, what the fuck did they do to my beautiful baby? <laughs> then maybe I think you'd have a point. But I, <laughs> and I know I've been tricked before. And I think that's another reason we should keep this on the radar. But I, I just don't see this turning to shit that quickly. Because all the characters that they have, they could have been so much less nuanced. Yeah. And that would have serviced their stupid fucking MMO story way better. Yeah, I'm actually so I will say that one of the things that was interesting to me, even while watching it, was I, I'm getting a feeling that someone was given this project, told you're building it off of this MMO story, and then this highly competent not literally highly competent, but pretty competent person was like, Okay, so I'm not gonna do that, and I'm just gonna yeah, tell a like, story that happens to exist in that world anyway. Yeah, he took the aesthetics and he took what was good, and he threw the story in the trash. I can definitely see that being the case. Like, it, I I can't prove it because I don't remember who the writer was. I remember not being all that impressive, but that's all. And like, I I don't know. This this stinks of someone more competent than who should be on it. Like yeah, yeah, this this is somebody who should be getting better jobs. Yes, a hundred percent. Like I, I really have learned, and this is one of the things that um, uh, pseudo intellectual uh, pseudo intellectual garbage will get me with, mm. is that when shows are quiet, I almost always am more excited about them. Yeah. Um, like because I don't need to be told everything, and we we've talked a lot about this, but like shows and movies and whatever that don't speak at me the whole time. I'm like, okay, something's going on and I need to pay attention. It's, it's like a, it's like a canary in the coal, coal mine and Magatsu Vahai does that. Um, and it, I'm not saying that makes it automatically good, but like I said, it, it sort of like raises my neck hairs and gets me to pay attention to it. Yeah. Um, well, it, it shows and it doesn't tell. Yeah. There are plenty yeah. of times when they could have just ex exposition dumped on us and they didn't. Yeah. hundred percent. And they do still use anime tropes, which is kind of a not tropes. Sorry, they they use the anime like uh, action sequences, which is bad, and I wish they wouldn't. But yeah, yeah, that was not good. 
But like, I mean, you know, you know, actually, for as much as I end up talking about studio, that is like something that we could really blame the studio. on. Like, you know, if you're going to be asking for action sequences and you hire, you know, the guy that makes a Orin High School host club, <laughs> what do you think you're going to get? Sorcerer Stabber Orphan. Sorcerer yeah, Stabber Orphan. That's what yeah. I want. I, I want the action director for Sorcerer Stabber Orphan on all future projects. <laughs> oh, and the voice actors. The voice actors are very oh, important. Oh, my God. So, you know, okay, I'll, I will say that and this, this is probably my main takeaway. Uh, Magatsu Varheit, if it fails, it's going to be boring. Um, if it does well, then we're going to have fun. Whereas if Nana does well, then I will, I'll be the first to say that it won't, if, if Nana like stays at this level of consistency and shows no sign of going off the rails, I will vote against it next round. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, I get what you're saying. But okay. in this round, the reason why I'm going to vote for Nana is because okay. the uh, the ability, the potential we have with Nana going off the rails is a higher potential that it will be good than if Magatsu Varheit goes off the rails. Because I just don't think Varheit's going to be able to maintain a consistent enough theme that it will then it will have a base that it can fuck up for fun. Whereas we already have a base in Talentless Nana that it can fuck up for fun. Um, okay. so yeah, I, I mean, I know we're not in this part, but my votes for Nana and I do, I'm not, it makes me sad no, because fine. Magatsu has some good shit. It's fine. You guys both have already voted. Uh, let's go to the votes. Okay. Do nothing. Nana. Wow. That was amazing. Wow. Do nothing. Nana. Holy oh, crap. How did dude. it happen? I very uh, legitimately I'm, want to hear your argument. Well, no, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote for Nana. I came into this with Nana leading slightly. Um, if only for the fact that, um, Magatsu, I, JW was right, and I was thinking about this before he said it, but he's already said it, so it's going to sound like I'm copying. But the the writing in Magatsu was was good. I I enjoyed like the story that they told, and yeah. nothing besides the action scenes, like all the dialogue and all the people that they fleshed out enough. Like it all came together and worked, and nobody was too overly ridiculous, too under ridiculous. Like everyone kind of had their place, and there's more to be learned from it. And so when I get that interested in the story of something, I don't necessarily automatically jump, oh, that's a bad anime. Now, it could fall apart for sure. But the fact that after three episodes, I'm like, okay, if episode three is just another piece of the puzzle, then I think just alone, I think the writing is, is like, it's not a good anime per se. Like, I'm not like, I would recommend this to people. But I think that that the character, because God, the action scenes in the world building, well, the, the actual overarching world building, not like the little, like, um, glimpses we get from the groups but the overarching the world glimpses. building we get nothing from i guess unless we played the game um it's it's uh the the whole magic the weapons like all of that is garbage and i think it's hilarious to watch and that's why i think it's terrible because i think oh, all of God, that is we awful. never talked about the weapons we never talked about the weapons no, so. no i'll okay, touch on it for about 10 seconds shit they're like the wooden <laughs> stocks look like the worst things to hold in your fucking life. He's it looks dead. like somebody just carved out a piece of a fucking table and said, here, hold this for a second. And then they attached a barrel to it. You they're absolute they, idiots. They have like uh it looks like a like a uh like the minigun uh like style of gun, but it's a full regular just cylinder, and he fires it from like a rooftop, and then another guy has this overly incumbent grenade launcher. Like it's just the size yeah. of him. 
It's basically just a mortar. Men are deflecting everything with shields. There's a kukri knife because, of course, it's an anime. So why wouldn't somebody have a kukri knife? A man can use two swords and kill people and also shoot magic out of them. Uh, we don't understand what the magic system is. It's absolutely fantastic. Deflecting what I think bullets. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, deflecting I bullets. Deflecting they bullets they have all these random cars and trucks, and and everything is just like the my one of my favorite scenes, which you never touched on, was when the guy was like, "Oh, we didn't have a bad time. This thing got shot, and all they show is like the windows and doors were shot." And he's like, "Ah, this thing could break at any moment." I was like, "What?" And none of the bullets went in the engine or what looks like the gas. All they did was shoot out your windows and door. How? What is your car made of, sir? He's like, ah, at any moment, this thing could just fall apart. But anyway, just. Just all of that, and just the like going from city to like going to the outpost, like it's just all nonsense, and that's what I think makes it bad. But the one thing that I thought gave it a plus and made it better than Nana was that because Nana is just a slasher flick to me, is it had good writing for the characters, and I enjoyed learning about the characters at least in three episodes. I don't know how to go from here, but if it goes bad, I think that it's I think that it could potentially fall flat and get boring and just be. There, whereas I think with Nana, I think JW's right with with two different paths to victory. I think that it could go horrible in different directions, but I'll also give it to Ethan that if it does remain good enough, then I might also vote against it. It just depends on you know what happens there. Like if it remains too good and something else is real trashy, then Nana won't be moving on. But for this week and this week alone, talentless Nana beats out Magatsu Varheit Zarst. Hey. All so right. There it is. We Who loses winner. things Tal- because of it. Talent is not. All right, we're going to go. Let's let's go. This is the best part is we're going to go down here and check out if anybody gets any points. Oh, I lost already. 3 minutes in, no CGI mech. Oh, look at that. No CGI Very mech. True. All right, Ethan, just highlight that and make it red because there's no way that it can ever become true. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And uh ooh, also, I don't think it's happening, but uh I don't seem to ha- get my color my color powering groups. Yeah, I don't think so. No, 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 I don't think so either. But uh, you can leave that open for now. I don't think it's, you know, it's out the door yet. But yeah, I don't think everyone is stylized and colored, but I don't think that everyone that's blue has some sort of like water bending power. It's not split like Avatar so far. Mm-hmm. All right, Jay, what do you got? Magatsu, there is a Kaiser. Uh, it's not confirmed, yes or no. Um, so. You'll yeah, have to, I think if we saw more, we might have seen him. Well, no, but here's the, clearly, here's the thing. Well, they call it the Empire, yeah. and it's very Germanic, yeah. and their and their uh, uniforms right. so, are World well, War One inspired. What I'm willing to do is because we're eventually at the rundown, we're going to watch this. I'm, I'm willing to to let you reserve that until we confirm whether or not there was a Kaiser. Well, yeah, we don't yeah. count the points. Yeah. I'm just saying. Anyway. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, we got to get like there it could it's, still be a Kaiser. All yeah, right, it, it's Nana, be literally a Kaiser. alter ego murderer. I don't think that's true. I, I don't think remember that what her, that was. No, it's not an alter ego. No, she, he ego. said it was like a Jekyll and Hyde type thing. But uh, no, because I I expected the the um the the run back instantly. Yeah, I expected they. Oh, she doesn't want to kill people, right? You know, like yeah. to try to make her seem relatable or something. Yeah. So glad it's not there, yeah. but. Yeah. All right, Magatsu. Nobody had a bad German accent. Super disappointed by that. Yeah. Oh, single uh, German accent. Yeah. God, that was awful. Um. However, talent was not a majority X Men power carbon copied. So far, nope. I am correct on that. So far, I am correct. Uh, because everything except for the go back in time 
is roughly a carbon copy. Yeah, that's kind of and true. Even so that far, can, I'm not. Even, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that well, it's going to stay that way. But I just mean in the episode we saw, well, we had yeah. Fire Guy and Ice Guy. Okay, there's literally from the first yeah. X Men movie. Yeah, Fire Guy and Ice Guy. Are yeah. Fire. Okay. Um, the Go guy that negates power. Fine. You have that white dude whose power was to negate other people's powers. I think yep. that counts. Sure, it wasn't in a force field, but it's negating power. It's it's yeah. doesn't I'm, matter what form it's in. I'm starting um, to realize that I don't think it's possible for your guess to not be true. Well, no, it is because right now we've learned. So, so I know I said majority, but I'll be, if there's, if there's like, I don't know, three to five or so that are, that are like, cause we don't get introduced to a lot of characters. So it doesn't have to be a literal majority. I'll, I'll be surprised if it's like, you know, three characters or more. And right now it's only one. And I still think I have a good shot. So I'll be willing, I'll edit that. And be willing to give an exact number so that there's a chance that I can be wrong. Because you're right, majority, I don't think so. However, if I give a number, I think there's still a chance that I can be wrong on that. Because right now, so far, there's one. And that's, um, uh, yeah, so the the guy that died in the fire, basically just Wolverine's regeneration power. Congratulations. Yeah, it really seems yeah. that way, too. Yeah. Uh, and then, But the only, but the, the go back in time guy, no, you had Nightcrawler who could teleport, but he could not go back in time and do anything. So No, so, no, so, no, so hold far, on. that's one. There is an X-Men for that. Um, the, the X-Men is, so Kitty eventually can hit Kitty. Okay, Pride. okay, but yeah, I'm not, that, I'm not, I'm not talking about going to the stick in the movie. No, 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 that's in the movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well kind of. Yeah, in X Men: Future they, Past. That, yeah, exactly. Oh God. Yeah, she can she can send other people back in time. Yeah, Man, that's ex, that's expressly right. how that happens. Oh God. And the God. only reason Wolverine can go back is because he can heal his uh, personality, yeah. like he yeah. can survive it. That's right. Oh God, I forgot about that. Oh Holy yeah, that's crap. right. She can send herself back in time, but she yeah. she can send and him one specifically. Other person. Yeah. 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 Forgot. Okay, fair enough. So I have zero strikes. All right, so then I'm just going to change it right now. I'm going to say... Temporarily um, winning. I'm going to say two. So I'm going to say if there are two people that are unique powers, I'll I'll concede this point. If there are two, if there are two new powers that I don't see in X Men, and I'm talking about movies, I don't want to. I'm not going into comic books because, of course, you go into a comic book, you can find anybody with anything. Yeah, yeah. I was specifically talking about the movies because that's what I watched as growing up. Yeah, and I've seen every X Men movie, and I think that's fair to have it one one media against another and not go to comic books because that's so okay. Real quick, so just for like a a subsection of this one, let's Mm -hmm. take one quick bet per person on what the power would be that isn't X Men. Like, because I feel like she's already tackled some really hard ass people, people that are theoretically really hard to kill. Like when she bumped up against the time traveler, I was like, okay, that's, that's a, that's a hard mountain to climb. I don't, I think there's going to be a guy with bug powers and there is no movie. Like not, I'm not talking toad. I'm like bugs. Yeah. You're talking talking insect control. Almost like the guy from my heroes would be my bet. Okay. That's a fair one. Um, trying to think because i'm literally i every time i think of a power i can think of the exact I know. spot in the yeah. x-men where it comes from exactly that's uh, that's kind of where i'm caught too like you can't go metal you can't go you can't go cloning you can't go like mystique power you can't go Magneto. maybe maybe a different way of doing this is considering the world that they are living in and what would be difficult in that world yeah. um someone that no damn it that was gonna say something like mystique um Okay, so Maybe here's, to come here's back my to question. I, I, I was about to say, like, aquatic guy, 
But I don't know if you count the senator that gets turned into a fish. No, don't count him. <laughs> okay, so the if you're not counting person. him, yeah, there is no aquatic X-Men that I can think of. All right. Yeah, so I'm going to go aquatic just for fun. I'll put down aquatic X-Men. Okay, I'll say someone that can, someone that is like, uh, like literally that can turn into like a substrate, like sand. Sort of like Sandman from. Okay, uh, yeah, they, they don't have that. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Sure. All right. Aquatic power. And they don't have an aquatic person in in the movies, at least. That like I'm not talking about ice. No, I'm talking about literal like like can live and breathe underwater. Right, right. Yeah, and stuff literally like that. be like, Aquaman, like Aquaman kind of guy. Yeah, basically Aquaman. Because that'd no be pretty Aquaman hard. Like he could just escape into the water. And you know why there's an Aquaman in X Men? Because Aquaman is boring. I mean, uh, that's not why. Oh, uh, <laughs> don't you don't you love more <laughs> stories about monarchs? Because I like more monarchs in my monarch. Mm, the monarch black manta especially right. when they're born to be monarchs oh my god <laughs> fucking just put a knife through my eye all right well that concludes episode number two and the first of the of the, Kill the next week next week everybody what do we have we have i'm standing on a million lives oh yeah we picked that verse king's raid which we all agreed could possibly be the weakest week of them all, I believe. Because you yeah. have No Bless versus Moriarty, which would be pretty good. And Higarashi versus Jujutsu Kaisen, I think, might be the best week. So next week could potentially, potentially, based on what we read, be one of the weaker weeks. So we'll have to find out, though. Um, did you did you guys catch, by the way, that No Bless was... Either that is a word that exists in other places, or it was referenced in Talentless Nana. Oh, yeah. yeah no Bless, no Bless. It, it means um, it's referenced a lot in Eden of the East. It means that's my... Uh, it's what an obligation of of the yeah, uh, yeah. of the noble. Uh, okay, yeah. I was gonna say something was going on with that because I saw that word on the screen. And I was like, yeah. "Pardon? What was that?" Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, so those two will be taking on each other, and that sounds exciting. Uh, thank you for listening to Crappy Anime Showdown. Uh, we hope to see you next week where we watch the first three episodes of "I'm Standing on a Million Lives" uh, versus King's Raid. Um, so until next week, what was that? King's Raid. All right, I'm watching hey, you. It's right there. Yeah, no, I I see what it says, but right. it didn't sound right, like what man. you said. No, don't worry about it. Anyway, uh-huh. we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good one. You and that itchy trigger finger. When you gotta go, brother, you gotta go. Inkiba, remember.